Welcome to The Faith Retriever, fetching the good news for your family. Today we treat you to Deacon Eric Page and his first Sunday of Lent homily, followed by a presentation at St. Barbara Church in Black Diamond. The well, talk, Father shared a few things about me. Out of Lent. Uh, one thing he now, did share Deacon is Eric an Page. important activity that I've always enjoyed is coaching my daughter's CYO basketball teams. My first daughter's team was great. They did a really good job. They were very good at being in the right position, moving the ball well, and they weren't bad shooters either. They won most of their games, and it was a lot of fun. There was one team, though, they had to play twice a year, the Kraken. It's not the team's actual name, but it could have been because they played like they were playing hockey. Whenever our girls were trying to do what they were supposed to be, do, they'd have their hands all over them, they'd be pushing them, they'd be trying to knock them out of position, and there were a lot of fouls. Well, it was tough playing this team because whenever our girls played this team, they'd get frustrated. And sometimes they would get taken out of their game. And once that happened, things weren't going so well. I mention this because we also have an opponent who plays rough. We see him in action today in our first reading and in our gospel. We have an opponent. And his techniques are always despair, doubt, and division. Poor Adam and Eve, they make the critical mistake of playing their opponent's game. He separates them from God using that technique of division. And there he gets to play on them with doubt. We all struggle with this from time to time. We're in a time of great anxiety. We're in a time when doubt is more common. And sadly, we're also in a time when it's common to be divided. We do have an opponent. However, the best strategy to deal with this opponent is not to do what Adam and Eve did, but rather to do what Jesus did. Jesus provides us the exact right response to our opponent. So when our girls were playing the Kraken, what we had to focus on is something very similar to what Jesus does. We had to settle the girls down, and we had to encourage them to play their game, to do the things that they knew how to do, to take their focus and go back to basics, that ball movement that we talked about, being in the right position, doing all the things that you knew you were supposed to do. Jesus does just that in the gospel. Satan's trying to use his old technique of doubt, of division. He's trying to separate Jesus from the Father. What does Jesus do? He plays his game. Consistently, his mind is always on the Father. In each of these little tricks the devil tries, Jesus 
over and over keeps his focus on the Father. Just like a great athlete who doesn't let the opponent get into his head, Jesus keeps his mind on the Father, and that's the technique for us to deal with our opponent who plays rough. Granted, the devil is trickier than we are, more powerful than we are in many ways, except we have a friend who is there for us at any moment. We don't have to make the mistake that Adam and Eve made of being separated. Jesus is prepared to be with us whatever may be going on in our lives, no matter how difficult, no matter how upsetting, no matter what our opponent does, Jesus is always present to us. The key is to stay close to him, to keep our focus on him relentlessly. That's how we play our game. If we open our hearts to Jesus, he's prepared to give us three beautiful gifts. Faith, hope, and love. The first thing to do, though, is to ask for them. When we feel the pressure upon us, when we feel those feelings of anxiety, what we need to know is this is a time for us to receive in our hearts what God intends for us because we can't do this on our own. After all, that's what Lent's all about. Recognizing that on our own we don't have the power to defeat the enemy, but Jesus is there for us. So, I'd like to point to these three gifts and how we open our hearts to receive them. We'll talk about all of this in greater detail in our presentation later on. But the keys are faith. Faith takes our natural intellect and elevates it. One of the things Father suggested would be very helpful for the community is for us to open ourselves just a little bit more to the scriptures. The more that we enter into the scriptures, the stronger our response is going to be, the more we're going to be characterized in our response by our relationship to Jesus. You'll notice that when Jesus responds to the devil each time, he goes to Scripture. Great ways to get access to Scripture are one, of course, participation in the Mass, but also you'll find on the USCCB's website, they will podcast or send you the reading for the Scripture each week, or each day, actually. It's available for every day. It's a great way to ground your family in the life of the Scriptures. Another great resource is something called At Home with Faith. It's a ministry we offer through our Office of Marriage and Family Life where you can receive once every week a little bit about the scriptures and some coaching and how to share this at home. The key is to always have our minds oriented towards faith, towards the reception of God's plan for us. The next thing we want to receive is hope. We desperately need hope. The devil wants to use the power of despair to make us think that we can't become the person we're meant to be, to think that what defines us is our sin. Hope is a participation in God's plan for us, even when we don't know how. For this, I would strongly, strongly recommend taking advantages 
of the sacraments of the church. What you're doing here at Mass is very good, but it's worth noting your community has some other very powerful gifts for you. One of which is the sacrament of reconciliation. The sacrament of reconciliation is incredibly powerful. It's available to you every Saturday, and Father is prepared to offer it to you because he knows it will free you from the burdens of despair and fear. It's a powerful sacrament that we should take advantage of, and Lent is a perfect time to do it. Whenever we receive this sacrament, our hearts are more perfectly conformed to God's plan for us, and we are able to understand that we don't have to be saved by our own power. And finally, it's so important that we provide ourselves opportunities to receive the virtue of love. Of course, this participation in the sacrament of the Eucharist is a direct reception of God's plan for us in terms of love. When we say amen just before we receive God's body and blood, we're saying yes to everything God has planned for us. We're saying yes to sometimes things we don't fully understand, but we're letting him into our hearts and we're strengthening ourselves to go out and offer to the world the love that is so desperately needed. We will receive God's love more effectively the more that we offer that love to those God has placed in our care. The great exorcist, uh, Father Gabriel Amorth, notes that one of the things that would always break the spirit of demons when they were performing an exorcism was the practices of love in the family around the person who was receiving that exorcism. Love offered between husband and wife, parent-child, is a powerful, powerful weapon. When we exercise love, even though the devil is trying to tempt us or to hold us back in some way or another, it has the same effect that it would have when our girls were playing basketball against the Kraken. You know, the other team would play rep, but when they played their game and they went up for a layup, if this would happen every game, it was beautiful, and the other opponent would follow them on the way up, and then they got to take that free throw shot, the and one, as they say in basketball, it always took the wind out of the sails of that other team because they, they knew that no matter what they did, our team was able to play their game. Well, that's what happens when we act in love with our families, even though the devil is trying to tempt us. We're communicating to him that no matter what, Jesus is Lord in our household, and we care for one another. Even if someone did something wrong to us, we do the right thing. We do have a powerful enemy, and he does play rough, but we have a much, much more powerful friend in Jesus. And with his help, we can play our game with faith, hope, and love. You're listening to Faith Retriever with Deacon Eric Page. We'll get back to the conversation right after this short break. Prayer of Thomas Akempis Grant me, O Lord, to know what is worth knowing, to love what is worth loving, 
to praise what delights you most, to value what is precious to you, and to reject whatever is evil in your eyes. Faith Retriever is back with a presentation by Deacon Eric Page at St. Barbara Parish in Black Diamond. The talk, how to get the most out of Lent. Here's Deacon Eric Page. Sit, listen. Well, it's a blessing to be with all of you. What I'd like to do is provide a little bit of background in how we can make the most out of Lent. It's an incredibly powerful season and we're in it and I'm gonna cover this in four basic areas. The first one is I'm gonna talk a little bit about how we free ourselves up and make a little bit of space in our lives to honor the season of Lent. And then I'll talk a little bit about how we can bring those powerful virtues of faith, hope, and love into our lives through some practical things that we can do at home. So the first thing that's worth acknowledging is we exist in a very challenging time when it comes to practicing the faith. The blessings of our time, the abundance that we have around us, and also all of the different resources digitally and otherwise are helpful in many ways, but they can also be incredibly distracting. So one of the first steps that we want to take in terms of participating in Lent is setting aside the things that distract or making space for God in our lives. This is one of the things that I think Lent is perfect for because Lent calls on us to have some kind of a discipline, some kind of a practice that we're going to engage in that will help us strengthen our faith. Often if we set something aside, many people will set aside donuts or sweets. I know in this particular room right now, I don't think a lot of people set aside donuts, but that's okay. After all, it's Sunday anyway. So, But what I would strongly recommend is as a family, making a point of setting aside digital distractions. We all know that they're present constantly in our lives, and I know a number of people who will tell us, me honestly that they feel like they might just possibly be addicted to their device. So there's a few basic practices we can put into effect in our homes that'll be enormously helpful. The first one is take your devices and charge them at night outside of your bedroom. And this, of course, applies to our children. Very helpful. Now, a lot of children will say, well, wait a minute. If I don't have my phone with me, how am I going to wake up in the morning on time? Technology has a solution. It's called an alarm clock. So the first thing to do is to charge it outside of the room. And this applies to us as parents as well, because as long as the phone's in the room, it's going to have some kind of a distracting presence. So setting it outside of the room and charging it outside of your bedroom will be really powerful. The next thing is no phones an hour before bedtime. And this applies to all of us. It'll help us rest more and it creates space for prayer in our lives. And then the other thing is we want to have no phones at the dinner table. No electronics at the dinner table. Let the dinner table be a place for discussion and time to be together, a time to thank God. It's very powerful. Also, by setting aside some of our distractions, perhaps fasting from uh, social media or other things of that sort during Lent, 
we create space for us to bring in other prayer practices and things that can really strengthen our ability to engage with the faith. So setting aside those distractions is very important. Now I will tell you, this is hard for many of us. It's deeply challenging. God is there to help us. If we are struggling with setting aside a distraction, all we need to do is ask God for help and care and support in doing that work. Encourage your children to do the same thing because we will find that into those spaces that we create, just like Jesus went into the desert and he was ministered to by angels, if we set aside those distractions, God will be there to minister to us and care for us. So first thing, set aside distractions, set aside the things that prevent us from being open to God and also create a little bit of space in our lives for new practices or new things that we can do that we should be doing to draw, draw closer to God. The next thing that I'd like to point to is doing things that will open our hearts to the virtue of hope. The theological virtue of hope is beyond something that we can give to ourselves. It's so powerful. It's a gift that God intends to grant us, but it's one that we must ask for. So we want to take time to ask God in prayer to strengthen hope in our hearts. What I'd like to suggest is that the more that we can put into our lives a practice of the faith, the more the hope is going to enter our lives the more that we take away the distractions that sometimes we will have from popular entertainment, from music, from a variety of things that may not orient us towards God, the more space God opens in our heart to receive the hope he intends. So when we're entering into Lent, it's worth noting that we are confronting a very important part of who we are as human beings. And that is, we're mortal. Our time on this earth is limited. Our capacity to do all the things that we'd like to do is limited. And that can be very painful, it can be very difficult. I know for me, I encounter that all the time. I start every day with grand plans about what's going to happen. And then at the end of the day, if I've managed to survive without causing some kind of a disaster, I count that as a win. Our nature is that at heart, we are the dust of the ground that God has breathed life into. That's what we heard in our first reading today. We're the dust of the ground. Remember how in many parishes, when we receive the ashes on Ash Wednesday, we'll be told, remember you are dust and to dust you will return. Lent forces us to confront this reality. But in the act of confronting this reality, that's what opens hope into our lives. Coming to terms with the fact that we can't do everything prepares us for the ability to do the thing that God is calling us to do, and that can be very powerful. So letting go of some of the extras in our life, letting go of some of our attachments, is one of the first steps that we want to take to receiving hope. And I'd like to suggest that one helpful way to do that is to participate 
in things like the Stations of the Cross that your parish offers every Friday. It's a wonderful way to build community, but it also helps us recognize that in some way or another, we all are going to be asked to carry our cross, but God will lift us up in resurrection if we trust him. That is the nature of hope. So our first action, we've set aside the distractions, and now we're going to bring in things that bring us hope, recognizing we can't do everything, and God is there to help. The second virtue that we want to focus on is that of faith. Faith is a supernatural way of seeing the world and understanding the world that God grants us. We are given important powers of the soul. One of those incredible powers is our intellect. And there's a lot that we can grasp with our intellect. Ultimately, though, we depend upon God's help for us to really understand things around us. What I would like to suggest is we take advantage of some of the resources that we have to help learn a way of faith, to be able to think with faith, to think as God intends. And a couple of resources we have that can help you do that. Each week, a resource called At Home With Faith. What this resource provides is, especially for parents, a helpful tip about something that we can say to our children or something that we can ask our children every week that will ground them in hope. It also provides a very quick summary of an idea or resources that we can take advantage of as parents to grow in our faith. Faith is something that we have to train within our hearts. To be able to see the world through the eyes of faith is incredibly powerful and it's incredibly important. Our world around us, lots of good things in our world. The truth though is that rarely in our world are we informed about the faith like we truly need to be informed. At Home With Faith is one of those very helpful resources. Another thing that's really good to do is to take advantage of other faith formation opportunities your parish offers. Your pastor, your pa pastoral staff care deeply about your growth spiritually as a family. Taking advantage of the chance to learn as a community is really powerful. One of the things that's great about it is you're going to introduce your, your family to other people who share the faith and love Jesus together. It's so important to have that in our time right now because we live in a time when a lot of people just don't live in a way that suggests that Jesus is Lord in their life. It doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means that they haven't had the light of faith in their family's experience. By engaging with other people who are in this community and growing in faith with them, it will really strengthen your relationships with them and also with Jesus. One last resource that I'd like to mention is Father suggested that focusing on scripture is a really helpful way for us to grow in the faith. There's a great podcast called The Bible in a Year podcast. I don't know how many of you have heard of this. Great resource. You may have started it and dropped off on it a little bit. That's okay. Just start right back up with it. The more we immerse ourselves in the scriptures, the stronger our faith is going to grow and the more God is going to be able to grant faith that we can't understand fully in ourselves, but connections that we'll see in our life 
both with our family and with our community. And then the last thing that's so important is the practice of love. God intends that we receive his love. We've just received it in an important way by participating in the sacraments. We also welcome God into our lives the more that we act in love for others. God calls us to the virtue of almsgiving in our practice of our faith. And it's important that we take advantage of donating to the charities that our parish brings to us. It's also critically important that we offer love to our families. So when you have dinner, say grace. You might even consider expanding grace a little bit to include asking if there's any petitions or any things that your family wants to ask God's blessing on. You enjoy your meal together and you can use some of the discussion starters on this resource as a way to talk more about the faith within your family. The other thing that's so powerful is to remember everyone in the world is struggling in some way or another. Being a human being is by its very nature challenging because ultimately God intends us for communion with him. Our entire time on this earth is one in which we are called to grow in love with one another so that we're prepared for that ultimate love that God intends for us. But there's always going to be in our experience of life on this earth a sense that we are not fully at home yet. Lent can properly be understood as something of a journey. It's a journey towards Easter, but it's also a reminder that our lives are a journey towards Easter towards the ultimate Easter that God intends for us. So as leaders within our homes, it's very important that we remember that we're called to offer care and love to our family and to be looking out for how they may be hurting in one way or another and to offer them that encouragement. In doing this, we want to ask for help. To turn to God and say, I'm only limited in what I can do for my family. God, sometimes I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I know as a parent from day to day, I never had a plan. I wish I had had a plan, but you know, you're always making it up as you go along. Ask God for that help. You can count on him to provide for you. If we create space for God, if we welcome in the virtue of hope, if we welcome in the virtue of faith, and we ask him for the virtue of love, we can know that he will grant all those things to us. Thanks so much. Join Faith Retriever each week for conversations about the faith and tips to engage family in the truth, beauty, and goodness of God's Word. To find resources to make space for God, visit the Archdiocese of Seattle Marriage and Family Life website. There you can download and print a tabletop conversation guide for your family. Find Faith Retriever here on Sacred Heart Radio. Search sacredheartradio.org for programs and podcasts or listen on your favorite podcast platform.